Yeah, big fan of the World Geo Guesser, though. Not so it's good at the uh, Chicago suburb ones, though. <laughs> yeah, that one's a struggle. Well, if it is for me, but not for you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It's another week of the Beer Engine podcast. And uh, as usual, I'm, of course, joined by the birthday boy. You're the birthday. You're the birthday. You're the birthday boy or girl. It's him. It's Tony. Happy birthday, Tony. Thank you. Did you know that you can now actually sing the happy birthday theme without having to pay royalties? That's why Chili's, IHOP and all those places never sung the real happy birthday theme because it was owned by our evil overlords. The Disney Corporation. Hmm. Now I um, but you didn't like like happy happy birthday from Ch- Chili's team to you. Happy whatever it is, you know that one. I only know the cartoon versions because it's not something we do in Australian restaurants. So, um, I think The Simpsons had an episode where that was featured in the first ten seasons of The Simpsons. That was uh, the, the one I just sang was from, it was a show, uh, kind of a replica of, of what we would call showbiz pizza in that era. And now is Chuck E. Cheese, but I don't know if, I don't know if you guys had anything like that, but no, no, that was a, that was sort of a replica of that. I forget the name of it. It was like Wally Weasel, I think was what was the name of the place. Yep. But yeah, that was the little animatronic fellers. Now I'm just thinking out loud here. Maybe we need to spice up our intro if only we knew a percussionist who could do like a live version, party it up a touch. That's all I'm saying. Get a party percussionist think, in to do the live find, intro. You think we should find some kind of party percussionist? Yeah, yeah. Are you saying there's some kind of like party percussionist dot biz that we could ask about is there? something like this? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, but is the earth round or is it flat? Uh, and so some of the, you know, uh, the four turtles, cool? you know, uh, neck beards cool. I'm not yeah. sure. Don't think if I, if ever I wore a neck beard with no mustache, Amish style, I would do everything to destroy the photos. Um, yeah. If, well, if you guys have any questions about party percussionists, you know, you guys can always join our discord where we're, we're talking about all of the custody wheelings and dealings of various party percussionist types. Um, you know, for Tony's birthday yesterday, we, we celebrated a little bit on the discord. Some of our lovely listeners joined in. Thank you to Tom and Tyler and our buddy P Mac from Australia who hopped in, uh, during his work day to wish Tony a happy birthday. And Um, my buddy, she may be something else to you, but, uh, of course the lovely Kelly joined in. Uh, We had Kelly there. Yeah. Kelly hopped in. Um, and, and in that time, you know, if you weren't part of the discord or you weren't able to hop in, you missed the story of, um, our friend, the party percussionist who will go unnamed on this public forum. Um, he, uh, he's had a rough go of it, but, uh, we sure put Tony does. through his paces, essentially put him through kind of a virtual escape room of, uh, or, or sort of a, a, a trap house of party percussionist <laughs> information what are those that, uh, sent, sent him spiraling. For a bit, so it's okay. Um, is it 
the Escher drawings that are the staircase that are that you can't. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's what, like, his life had become. It was an inescapable staircase painting of four dimensions or five dimensions or six. I'm not really sure with him. He, he thought his life had become a Keith Haring picture, but really it had become a an Escher drawing. I think that's a good thing. It's a good, good way to describe it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's what we did. And then we played a little GeoGuessr. Uh, Tony, an expert at GeoGuessr, so we had, a, we had a nice time. So like we've always said, if you want to participate in our occasional live hangs um, or ask us questions or anything, you got to get in our Discord. I highly recommend it. Uh, we're having a nice time over there. Just drop us a note on Instagram or send us an email. We will put you into our Discord and you can come party with us. It's a good time. Yeah. Now, with GeoGuessr, what are your favorite maps? Are you a theme guy or you like the world map or... Dude, I do not, it is not fun to me, I got to admit, when, and maybe it's it's getting more fun, I, but when we started playing GeoGuessr, and they would just drop you in a fucking field, and I'm like, what is this? Well, I mean, who, who cares, you know, who cares where I am? I mean, there's there's nine million places in the world that look like this, you know? It's, hey, it's brutal. There are clues. You've got to look at those fences. They give it away, especially when you can't move. Yeah, fences, the the location of the the direction of the sun, um, you know, you're you're trying to read um, various uh, uh, Cyr- Cyrillic style languages to determine where you are. You're 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 making yourself look very stupid by saying like that's Greek, that's Greek, and it's like Russian or that's Russian, and then that's Greek. You just feel like a dumb dipshit from America because you yeah, don't know or, goddamn. Or you say, oh, that's Illinois. When it's clearly Kentucky, everybody knew it was fucking Kentucky. Yeah, you say that's Illinois, and then it ends up being like central Guatemala or something. And you're like, God damn, <laughs> that ain't good. Um, but yeah, I had a nice time. Um, you know, so I highly recommend you come come hang out with us virtually on the pub. It's always a good hang. Took even drank down some nice beers. Most of us, anyways. Uh, P Mac not included because he was at work for the government. So tough gig. Um, Tony, yes. What was I looking at? Oh my God! Oh yeah. So I went to California last week. Now that was something else. Of course, uh, we, we spoke about, about this that. last week and about um, potentially some of the breweries you were going to hit up. Not whether, you, not sure whether you hit them all up, um, and what your food situation was. So, first, take us through the breweries. Um, did you hit everything that you wanted to hit? I actually hit everything and more. Uh, got lucky. Um, so we hit Craft Coast, like we talked about, and ate some tacos, uh, killer tacos. The um, Had some uh, Al Pastor off the big spit, uh, and they were making them kind of a fancy-style taco where they were putting, like, the, this crispy-ass, like, crispy cheese thing in there with the with – the, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Kind of like a – if you put some some – cheese down on the griddle and made like a little Frico style thing. Yep. And then you slap it into the tortilla. Yeah, it was good. Can I give you Um, an Australian example that you won't understand, but maybe you will because it's kind of just a modified version of a toasted cheese sandwich. We have a tool called a Jaffa Lion where Mm -hmm. it pinches the bread and when the Mm. cheese squirts out the seams of the Jaffa Lion onto the hot Jaffa Lion, the cheese completely caramelizes and goes like golden brown 
dries out, okay. and goes crunchy. All right, Ness, yeah, that's the idea. Um, it's yeah. it's got this like nutty kind of cooked cheddar-y type flavor. I, I don't know which kind of cheese. I would guess it's like I don't know Oaxaca or, or or Chihuahua cheese or something like. It's an aged cheese that they're putting on the griddle, I believe. So, um, and then then we're getting. They, they threw a little guac on there and some beans. So not a traditional taco by any stretch because they're throwing all this crap on there, but it was really good. And they're home making the tortillas too. The corn tortilla is really nice. So uh, I was a happy camper with that. Their beers were really good. They had um, mostly Pilsner, uh, sorry, mostly lager and IPA. Uh, might cover a couple of those in our lagers of the week and beers of the week. So you might hear some of that. From there, we headed over and picked up all my stout, which ended up being, I would say, somewhere in the range of, I don't know, 80, 90 pounds of stout, um, at least, uh, for three of us. I had to get everybody's beer, so it was three, three and a half cases, um, 12 bottle shippers, something like that. So I've got a lot of that rooting around in my house right now. Went to Burgeon, made it to Burgeon, drank some pale ale and IPA. That was awesome. Went to Pure Project, their new location in Vista. Same idea. They have some barrel-aged stuff. They have a bunch of um, IPA. Very good. And then uh, we finished the night up at Pizza Port with a Buffalo Ranch pulled pork pizza. Oh, that uh, sounds delicious. And some wings. Yeah, it was good as hell. It was so good. So good good trip out there. Uh, my, my one complaint was that I went to Pizza Port and uh, they closed at 11. And about 10.45, I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab this six-pack to go, and I'm going to go home because uh, we were wrapping up. And uh, they wouldn't let me buy a six-pack at 10.45. They were Why like, not? oh, we already closed everybody's tab. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I was not able to take the beer home 15 minutes uh, before they closed. They, they didn't mean to do it. They were just like, oh, it's just slow. And I'm like, yeah, but I want this. So um, I'll just have to wait till it, it gets to Corey's, which it wills. So whatever, but it was just very silly, a very silly um, thing, but I'm not, not going to get mad. Not going to get mad at, you know, that's the thing, you know, you can't get pissed off or anything about that. It's not, I'm not going to get mad about it, but um, it, it was annoying. So that's fine. That's fine. That really should give people a heads up. I understand this slow, but really you're not pissing off anybody that's not there. All you're doing is pissing off the customers that have actually shown up and, and therefore yeah. you you're a traveller from out of town, but you could create a vicious cycle and um, people actually won't want to turn up. Yeah, I know. I mean, I just want to, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was just um, literally trying to, I, I thought it was weird that they closed my tab with 15 minutes left, to be fair. And we were also sitting downstairs right by the bar, so it would have been very easy for someone to be like, Hey, we're going to close your tabs soon because it's kind of quiet. We would have been like, okay, you know, we're just sitting here. So that's fine. Um, but then it was just like a, it was kind of a shock. So very strange. Uh, that will not keep me from frequenting Pizza Port. So not a big deal. It's fine. I still like it. The food was great. Their pizza, the, the, their pizza like um, style is more like this kind of pan style pizza, sort of in the mold of like, um, I mean, what we would say is like a Domino's or Pizza Hut type, which is like that kind of pan style crust, you know, yep. but it's just good. It's just like, it's not shitty. So it's about it. The, the dough has such a nice structure 
and has so much like nice flavor and everything's so well put together with that, that pizza. It's, it's so good. Sounds delicious. I Sounds love amazing. Yeah, it's great. Their wings are baked too, which is killer. So they'll, they fire them up and they, in the pizza oven. So they still get crispy. Nice. So put them in there at like 6 million degrees. So it was a win. It was fun. I hated driving home because driving home from California sucks ass. Terrible, terrible drive. Um, now, is really, that just really due to exhaustion from a big trip and you're excited to go, so the drive there doesn't really hurt, but it only hurts coming back when you're tired and you've hit up every place that you wanted to hit up? A little bit. Um, I also just think it's – I didn't like driving out there either, to be fair. It's also not fun. But, um, no, nah, I don't know. I think I was just burned out on driving. And we did it two days in a row. Usually we'll have a day buffer in there. But this time we, we drove both Saturday and Sunday, you know. We drove out on Saturday and drove home Sunday, so it just felt like it was too fast of a turnaround. Yep. But Fair otherwise, enough. it was beautiful, and I loved it. So I, I would definitely be doing that again soon. I suspect I'll be back out there this spring, but will really good. And now I have an epic shitload of stout. So Nice. Now, will you be hitting up different places or- in your return journey or will you be hitting up new places or you've just about hit up everything in the Carlsbad area? Uh, if we go for a longer trip, I'll probably hit up some new places, probably go into San Diego for a bit. Um, you know, when I go short time, I got to go to Bergen. I got to go to Pizza Port. I just don't really have a choice. Like, so I'll try to fit some other stuff around that. That might be different. Yep. You know, we've done stone in Escondido. That's great. You know, we've done like, um, you know, other random places throughout, throughout town, like modern times in, in Antonitas and stuff. But, um, generally it's just like, you have to go to Bergen and pizza port. There's no real, I don't feel like there's a way around that for me. I need those places. <laughs> Bergen <laughs> is so good. The pale ale is so good. So just can't pass it up. Great IPA, great, great lager. No, nothing, nothing you can do about that. Um, uh, Tony, so today, how about how about more stuff about me? I don't okay. know. I just want you to know some more things about me. Oh. I went gambling today. Now, so was this today? So obviously, it's not a evening gamble because we're recording tonight. Does that mean a daytime gamble with daytime drinking? Mm, no, went for a little afternoon. Uh, went for a little afternoon gamble um, with our with our friend and and uh, the the podcast Godfather Brian. Uh, he was having a little internet trouble at his office. So he said, fuck this. Uh, I'm not going to work anymore. Let's go gamble. So I, uh, took that invitation, not likely at all. Whenever, whenever you can get him away for a gamble, you gotta, you gotta take it up. You gotta, you gotta panic. You gotta smack the alarm and, and, and run out the door. Went over to the Boulder station. He's been on a fucking tear lately, dude. He's like, when he, I think he won, he won at least 150 today um i i meandered up and down probably got down to 25 bought him for 100 probably got down to 25 and then wandered back up to about 110 so i got out of there with my money in an hour and a half worth of gambling so there was that that i would consider a win because how often in any sort of gambling situation do you actually get a chance to sit there and just yeah, you either burn out really quick or you get into a rhythm, you know. And I don't really feel like I did either today. I, I uh, managed to sit there for a while. So it was a real grind. Burn. 
It was just you were just grinding. I, I maybe got up to one forty at one point because we were of course playing free bet blackjack, the the world the, the finest of the games. Um, <laughs> we had one dealer who was cranking out twenty ones left and right, and uh, it, and and with like four or five cards. So we were playing a single deck at Boulder Station. It was single deck free bet. Um and uh, she probably had three or four hands where she got twenty one with like five cards, which meant that um you're pretty much shuffling every other hand. <laughs> She's using eight cards in a fucking yeah. hand to get a 21. One time she turns over a seven face up, flips over a seven, and then another seven comes out. I'm like, fuck you. 21 with three sevens. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I caught a couple free bet um, successes, you know, free doubles that, that hit and stuff. So I ended up, I ended up be, being able to, to, keep my shit together. Um, it is depressing in that place, dude. Boy, golly on a Wednesday afternoon. See, now this was the difference between you and I, you say depressing. I say life affirming because it means that I'm doing this occasionally and I haven't made the life choices. The vast majority of people in this casino made both employees and patrons. Not so sure that was the depressing part to me. I think the depressing part was that I, when I, I was, I was, I had mentioned that I, when I walk in the door with my legs, I feel like I'm already kind of bragging. It feels a little bit braggadocious for me to be comfortably walking around in the Boulder Station. Okay, this like, is ah, where the ah, look at me. Is. I am, I am the king of the world with me walking at a normal pace across the casino floor. Because this is where the disconnect actually happens. This is why I feel good, you feel depressed, but I feel great. Because I know, for once, I'm in the top 30 of the population um, oh, yeah. in that casino, easily. You're in, the top, you're in the top 20, maybe top 10 percentile in both physical shape, fitness, and also appearance. <laughs> you're, uh, you are easily better looking than almost everybody in the casino. And also in better physical um, faculties, uh, and certainly your brain is is uh, you 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 me and Brian would have been three of the smartest people uh, in the in the casino for sure. It, it did not look like a like a brilliant, genius uh, outfit in that place. So there's some there's something going on in that place. It, it, they had it cleaned up nice right around right after the pandemic. There's been some touch ups in there. It already. The, the smell of that place has already started to kind of careen downhill. Now, the dealers tend to fall into two categories, I find, of a night, of a daytime, sorry. They're either really skilled, grizzled veterans. Yeah. Or they're fuck ups. Which. I think it, at Station, you're mostly getting veteran dealers. Uh, yep. Any station property, you're getting pretty, pretty veteran, pretty experienced dealers. Um, that's pretty much what we have. The, um, you know, I would say, you know, and they're all nice. So today Brian has to step a a step away to call somebody and I'm the only one at the table. So I'm like, fuck, I don't really want to play. Like, I don't want to burn out my money here while he's gone. She's like, Oh, we'll we'll just wait. We'll just chill. So we just sat there for 10 minutes. Nice. But it didn't matter. There was nobody there. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like I, I could have just said like, eh, I'll just get up then, you know, she's like, yeah, whatever. We'll just wait. <laughs> if somebody comes here, they can play, you know, whatever. So it was like, we just chilled out. I was like, that's cool. Um, 
yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, but that place was dead. The, the, every bar was, was, uh, empty pretty much. Um, the Burger King was popping off. I, I'll, I'll give him that. So there's a little line at the Burger King, but that's about it. The parking lot sucks, by the way, too. The fucking parking lot at that place stinks. So one of the worst in, in Vegas or just worst off-strip? It's just annoying. It's just like it's a, it's a weird maze. Uh, there's like little corridors and odd medians and shit in the parking lot right in front. I don't understand. I usually park in the garage because, you know, i got to get that free charge. But... Um, really didn't need to today. I just decided to park at the normal place. Um, but still I was like, this is fucking stupid trying to deal with this place. Um, which is fine. Whatever. Boulder station. It's, it's an odd place that you can go. But if you want to, uh, if you want to play some free bet, single deck free bet where they will let you do not a free one, but you can do a three card double. Really? By the way. Yeah, one of the rare places yeah. where you can do the three card double, where you get, you know, if you hit, if you get to eleven on your third card, they'll let you, they'll let you double, which is pretty kick ass. Because that's sort of the unicorn style bet. Yes, it always costs you, even in in free bet, but it's such an advantage to get a three card double. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't for us, but it would have been if I had, if the dealer didn't keep getting twenty one. <laughs> that would have been great. But um, no, yeah, you get the you can get the three card double there, and uh, it's funny because you would think that might be a station casinos sort of policy. Good luck. Ask. We, we went to the GVR and we tried to do it, and they're like fucking looking at me <laughs> with a, a skeptical face. They're like, uh, "Yeah, you are not. You will not be getting the three card double here, my my good sir." at the at the green valley ranch so uh the shitty apparently the shittier looking the casino the better chance you'll have of uh, getting getting a double on the you know your two five three uh in blackjack i've always found that perhaps more than any other casino conglomerate stations are the most disconnected in the style of games that they have and there's not a yeah. lot of rhyme or reason it, it i think it comes down to whoever's managing the gaming floor um, in each of the hotels, but it gives you variety. Like you're not going to get the same games at Boulder um, yeah. as you are at the other stations. So GVR yeah, Boulder, and Sunset, and GVR, and they all have different. They all have different uh, kind of look and feel to them. So I'll give them that. Um, Boulder just Boulder definitely feels like a Boulder Strip casino. <laughs> you can't you can't argue with that. Boulder and Samstown are more cut from the same cloth than Boulder and Sunset. We'll say, you know, just for the record. But, um, hey, you know what? I got out of there with my money, uh, 10 extra dollars in my pocket, and a, a club soda for the road. So you can't argue with that too badly. No, you can't. That That is absolutely win free club soda. It's, it's better than a Bud Light. Is it better than a Bud Light um, seltzer or soda? It's, no. Is it better? If I were trying to get drunk, it's still better. Um, I just, I'm just not, you know, uh, at, at 2 p.m. on a 2.30 p.m. on a Wednesday, I'm just, just not feeling it. Just wasn't feeling it. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll bang out a cocktail on a weekday afternoon if, if I'm in the mood and I'm doing something that's not work. Um, sure. But I just, I just wasn't, I wasn't down for that today. I, I am understand. now. I'll drink. I'll drink some beer up. 
knock down some tumor pills with the best of them right now, you know? Fair enough. That's the way to go. Trumors kick ass. Did you have any trumors yesterday? I feel like you were debating whether to have trumors or or something else, and you didn't actually end up pulling the trigger on on the trumors. No trumors. Had a car. I think I had a Carlsbad Crush, and and Kelly and I shared a Pliny. That was really. And I think we drank. We drank a parabola. We we shared a parabola. You definitely drank a parabola. Um, That was our birthday. Our birthday. We were celebrating Tony's birthday, of course. So we had to get some. Had to get the fancy beers out. Drank a full. We split a split a bottle of Pliny, and uh, busted open our parabola, which is only like I think it's ten ninety nine at. Corey's for a bottle of parabola. It might be nine ninety nine. I was trying to decide if I if I remember if it was nine ninety nine. It, it tastes great. It's excellent. This year's parabola, guys. Get your hands on it. It, it tastes great. But um, I couldn't believe how how inexpensive it was. I mean, it's it's fucking crazy. Tony, what'd you what'd you get into for your birthday? Are you doing anything else besides hang out with us losers? Not really. No, because of course I was under. Um imposed um isolation just i didn't have mm-hmm. covid um one of my family members is having a minor medical procedure and in australia if you're having a, an elective surgery day procedure you have to isolate for three days prior to and have a full-on um pcr test so we do, did all that completely uh covid free in this household and then we locked down for three days now, as of 10 o'clock this morning, I was out of lockdown. So first thing I did, I went for a walk. So that, that was delightful that. to get out, go for a walk. It was well worth it. I've still never done a COVID test, Tony. I guess my first one's going to be when we come back from, from Copenhagen, knock on wood. Um, but uh, I will have to do one to get back into the U.S. But that's um, I still how, how many do you think you've done at this point? I've done two. That's all I've two. done. Two. Oh, okay. And all I've right. only done the rapid antigen tests. Now, my father's done a couple of PCR tests, but again, they were for for hospital grounds. Um, sure. And I, I just haven't put myself in a situation where I've even got myself a cold. So yeah. Well, no. that they were. One of the two occasions is I had a slight cold, and the other one was just double confirming that. Yeah, that that cold um, wasn't actually COVID, so I I, right. I double checked it just to be to be sure to be sure. Worth, worth a shot, yeah. Yeah, I checked it three days later, and they all came back negative. I've just never done it. I've never had a reason to. I, I held today at the Boulder fucking station. I was I put a mask on at the blackjack table. That's still too close. I I still am a little. We had a couple. I mean, Brian, it was fine, but for a little bit, we had some strangers in there and. You're kind of an inch from him, so I put the I put the KN95 on for the blackjack experience. I was like, eh, eh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really comes down to time and place and where you are. Like, yeah, I'm in a small country town in Victoria where right. there's no real need to be on top of people, and I'm just not in situations where I I tend to be sitting on top of people. So, sure. there's there's not a real lot of need yeah. to mask up. Um, because our our rules have eased, and and we're ninety six percent of the Victorian population have had at least one dose, so it's a yeah. it's a different ball game to to what you're dealing with, and the uh, the likes of 
the um, stations casinos, especially Boulder um, casinos. Mm-hmm. I don't imagine they'd be in the the ninety six percent vaxxed because there's no mandates mm-hmm. in Vegas about going out and being vaxxed. I don't know if they yeah none of that. Uh, although I will say, Tony, that I think you know we're in Vegas where sitting on top of people is a whole industry here. So I mean, an important one too. Yes, an enjoyable one. Yeah, you love that. It's good. Get it? It's like strip clubs and titty bars and stuff. I right? got it. Oh, trust me, I got <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Yeah, all right. He's got it. I got, He's got it. it. That's right. why I said I enjoyed all right. it. All right. All right. All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty. See, look at that. We got I, jokes today. It's fine. We can still oh. laugh. Hey, we can still laugh in the world, all right? There's still laughter out there. I know everything sucks, but we can still laugh about titty bars and stuff or whatever. I just want to applaud you for your mo- modified um, McConaughey there. It was almost an all right, all right, all right, but it wasn't. <laughs> I, I am the modified McConaughey. That's me. I'm, I'm the. I'm, I've been modified. I've been modified uh, to be a shittier version. They 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 downshifted him. Um. Oh, I wanted to talk about fast food, Tony. Okay, um, that's important because uh, I ate some fast food. Uh, I don't know if I've talked. Have I talked much about raising canes on here? Because I think I really do like raising canes. I think I have to admit that I am a guy who just wants to eat chicken fingies, like fucking baby Yoda, like a baby Yoda meme. I've only I think that's been to, what I've become. I've only been to Raising Cane's once. It's We were discussing this yesterday at the Discord hangout of fast sure. food places I want to hit up. That's one I actually want to go back to because, like you, I was impressed by just their bog-standard chicken tenders. When that's I'm, all they make. Yep. But what I'm saying is they're, they're not fancied up. These are not like a Rolls Royce chicken tenders. These are just a good fucking fast food tender. It's almost yeah, like doing crit- one thing and doing that one thing right is the way to go in a yep. fast food place. And oh. seems right. They're crispy. They're not greasy. The sauce is good. Yep. You know, I like the cane sauce. The fries are okay. Um, Couldn't really care about cares? the fries. Yeah, it the, it's matter. chicken to me that's memorable because they get the breading right. It's like... It's yeah. almost to the point of excess, but it, it they just pull it back that that fraction yeah. where it's like just the perfect amount. And it's weirdly convenient, is the thing. So like, I feel like I get it once every couple of weeks because it's just it's it's located in the right place for me, and also it's not it's not going to make me feel bad. Yep. You know, I don't feel too awful after eating it. Um, so there's a million other things I could probably get, but I'm just like, hey, you know what? That's going to be pretty easy on the old stomach here. I'm not going to feel gross. Uh, it'll be enough. It's not very expensive. Yep. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty good. So I think I'm just. I think I'm just a cane caniac. Isn't that what they call them? I'm a caniac now. Is that a WWE reference or WWF, whatever it's called? It's a WWF reference. It's the panda. That's the logo of the <laughs> WWF. <laughs> Um, excuse me. Now. Oh, no, he's sneezing. No, no, I'm burping. Much different. Oh, okay, even better. Yeah. Out of the fast food joints that people are wrapped in, like some people are into like Taco Bell or um, White Bell. Castle, yeah. like there's, there's forgettable chains like McDonald's and Burger Kings and whatever else. But of those that have a fanatical fan base, which one do you think is the most overrated? Ooh. Oh man, this is going to get somebody mad, huh? Yeah. Um, what's in a mate? What, what's one is, you know, I actually think, um, boy, I got to be careful here. Chick-fil-A is probably it, right? It's Chick-fil-A. Really? 
I was kind of impressed yeah. by the chicken sandwiches. Maybe they've been usurped by like good quality chicken sandwiches everywhere else. I think Popeyes is better. I, it's not even that I think it's bad. It's not that I think it's bad. It's it's that it's so much. I mean, we are waiting in lines for. I mean, they go around the block sometimes here. They are like these insane really? lines wow. for the Chick Fil A sandwich. I, I just that just seems nuts to me. Yeah, it, it's uh, definitely it's not, not worth that, that hype. I didn't realize there was that much hype around a Chick Fil A um, no, chicken yeah, sandwich. It's not. No. You know, and I just don't. Um, yeah, I like their breakfast. Actually, is probably the thing that I like from Chick Fil A. Their breakfast biscuit is pretty good. Um, that I support. Um, I'm trying to think if there's other ones that I think are are overrated. You know, I'm kind of I kind of like a lot of the, a lot of them. I just don't go to them very often. Is In and Out overrated? I don't think so. I think In and Out is right. I think people go nuts for it, so maybe it is. Maybe it's overrated. It doesn't mean I don't like it. Maybe people go too hog wild for In and Out. I don't know, but I like. I mean, I like it. Yeah, I, I think everybody knows what In and Out is, which is just a fucking solid burger that you're gonna order the same way every time, double double, animal style with animal style fries. That's what yeah. you get at In and Out. It's the only thing worth getting, and it's 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 rock solid. Yeah, it's good. Now, would you line up out the door for it? No. But does no. anybody do that with in and out these days? Or have they ever? No, not really. In Vegas, in Vegas they do because it's all tourists at the one on Trop there. Ah. I don't okay. go to that one, though. I just go to the one here by my house. Yeah. Just normal. It's just normal here. Okay. Um, five Guys? Do you think Five? I mean, Five yeah, Guys I, is good. Really? Is it worth like, the extra money? It's like it's no, the same it's rock not. solid thing as, as in and out. It's it's I wouldn't sure. consider it an improvement. I would just consider it rock solid. And it's yeah, but I they would, charge more Freddy's money for better. it. And I don't I think their fries are good. No, they aren't. I would go to Freddy's before I went to before I went to Five Guys for sure. Um uh, I can't I can't come up with other I mean there's there's stuff that um that people just like. I I, I guess I'm just having a hard time. I mean, whatever. I like Taco Bell. I don't think anyone overrates it. I think, frankly, people underrate it. Um, I like Del Taco. I like, I like um, Del you know, you, you don't like White Castle. I like White Castle. Yep. Um, so I, most of that stuff's good to I me. tell you I, one I'm I down, like that a lot stuff, of people yeah. don't like because of their um, kind of meat-adjacent products, and that is mm-hmm. Arby's. Like myself. No, I, you see, I don't, I don't like Arby's, but I'm not going to – I don't mind it. It's not – there is something satisfying about the nastiness of it. It's so yes, salty. It's it like, is. Hey, you know, it, is, it is It is kind of um, comforting in a weird way. And their sauces are good. Their sauces are fine. Yeah. Actually, the one that I think that you overrate, and maybe that's because you don't get it where you live, is Nando's. Like, I think the Nando's oh. fries are great, but I, I just don't rate the chicken. Yeah. Nando's is all about the sauce and – now, also, I'll point out that Nando's, Nando's is in another category of that to me. Nando's is more like a Panera type place. Um, really, it's just a fast yeah. food joint here. Yeah, no, it's there's no drive-through at Nando's. You really gotta like it's like a counter serve type type setup with a table number and all that <laughs> shit. I mean, it's it's different. Okay, different type of setup. But it's it's I mean it's fine. I like it. I like that they cook on a. Listen, we're we're we're. Nando's spoils us compared to fucking 
most of our fast food, they cook raw chicken over a flame. I mean, they barely, you can hardly find that in a rest in a fast food restaurant anywhere. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So they don't do the thing. Even that's... cooking something from raw is hard to find in a fast food <laughs> restaurant, period. Yeah. It's mostly all pre-cooked. See, the big, big thing in a, in Australian KFC is they, they don't freeze their chicken. So it comes direct mm. from the slaughterhouse and it's cooked on-premises from raw. I don't think KFC in America is the same, but that's... Now, you, you mentioned yesterday that you have a desire to go to IHOP in Olive Garden. Is, are you, are you, is this something you're still, are you, are you going to backtrack on that? Or are you no, saying you've no, you no. got to check out IHOP, you got to check out Olive Garden? All right. Yeah, and it's just to complete the set. For me, those fast food and mid-tier casual places in America that are chains are like Pokemon. I've got to collect them all. They're all the fucking okay. same thing at the end of the day. But That's I right. just like sampling like that two to three degrees of difference between each place. So I've been to I Denny's. Been I to hop is okay. You've been to Denny's. Okay. Yep. Been to Applebee's. Done the Applebee's thing. <laughs> that ain't good. See, see, I don't think there's a lot of difference between these places. It's like splitting hairs. But, um, I would go to IHOP before I went to Applebee's. At least IHOP's cheap. This is um, true. That's what I noticed about Applebee's, completely overpriced for what it is. Yeah, so. get, get yourself some pancakes or whatever. All right, IHOP and Olive Garden. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure you get the surfboard-sized chicken parm at, uh, at Olive Garden. You're gonna, no fries with it, though. You, you have to eat uh, pasta or whatever. They give you noodles. Really? They don't, they don't do parm and chips? That's... No, that's weird. Not the, not the Australian way. They they go they go the American way. I haven't done Panera <laughs> either, so I have to do spag. that as well. Oh, Panera sucks. Ah, so bad, dude. Panera is so funny because they bake all their own bread, and then you'll see in the in the back there they're taking already made sandwiches out of a bag. And heating them up in the panini maker. So there, there's bread coming from some central fucking bakery to make these sandwiches. But there are people showing up at a Panera to bake bread. And they're just not using it in the sandwich. They're, just, <laughs> they're essentially paniniing like a lean cuisine sandwich in, in the goddamn oh, it. Panera. It's so stupid, dude. Okay. Panera is, is one of the places that, that did used to be pretty good. Like I used to like... Panera when I was um, a teenager because it was pretty, it was pretty, you know, well made. Like it felt like they they like carved meat up and they put they baked bread and they put the sandwich together and stuff. That that is that is long dead now. It's like a fancy subway. It feels like now I can't. Okay, speaking of sorry, we're on a food joint, but this is what happens sure. on this show. The one local Vegas place that it was fine, but didn't live up to my expectations well, what had been hyped up to me. And this is perhaps because I had Jimmy John's before it, and it's, it's a fine sandwich chain, is Capriati's in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, like Capriati's. It's, no. I love Capriati's. It, it's good. Maybe it was just overhyped to me more than anything else. I think you just got to get the right thing there. Um, I don't know what they got. I don't know what they got you. Don't get a cheesesteak. I wouldn't get a cheesesteak from, from Capriati's. I would get I would get a Capistrami, Tony, if I were you. Ooh. That's the sandwich I would get. Uh, it's pastrami, 
with their coleslaw and some kind of you know Russian dressing. Type Definitely thing. didn't get that. Uh, and they got the soft bread. I like that they have the soft kind of kind of pliable bread that eats really well. And uh, the capstrami's ultimate drunk food. You will feel like shit afterwards, but you'll feel less like shit than you did before. Um, or at least a different type of feeling like shit. One of those. <laughs> um, it just soaks everything up. Their bread, their bread is a great hangover bread to eat. Um, and if you go to the one, if, if it's still around when, when you're in Vegas, if you go to the one downtown in the, in the Huntridge uh, part of town, it's the last capistrami, and I don't know why this is, but it's the only capistrami with fries. So you can get fries at the cap at the sorry at, at the cap, capastrami. So last capriotis with fries, sorry, but they make capastrami fries. Ooh. So they're these odd kind of steak fry ish adjacent fry. It's like it's kind of like wide and skinny, if that makes sense. So yep. it's like kind of cutting a the potato wide, the wrong like way, kind the, of thing. Yeah, yep. right. Um, but they will then put all the pastrami and the Russian dressing all over the pile of fries and they are good. And the fries taste good. Um, I don't know why only that one has fries. They probably bought that building or, or leased that site. And there was a fryer in there and they were like, all right, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so I can't explain it. Not one in the, in the rest of the region has one, but uh, they are good. I like them. I might have to go back and get some of those too. That sounds good. That's yeah, killer. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you a cap, a full cap, capastrami experience. You can just put, you know, put that pastrami on everything. Um, people around here love the Bobby. I don't know if you got the Bobby. If that was the sandwich they gave you, but that's the one with like turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce and no, all that stuff. It's it's good, but I it's, think I it's had a, a I think I actually had a cheese steak with peppers yeah, on it. So, which that's was not, fine. That's not what I would. That's not what I would do. That's what Brian would do. That's not what I would do. Well, that's who I went with. Shocker. Yeah, well, no. Oh, no. Now you got a problem. All right, Tony, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about our Discord action? Oh, very good. Oh, lots of birthday wishes for Tony this week. How Absolutely. about that? Absolutely. Thank you um, to everybody that wished me a happy birthday. W, w Tudes, Nick Torque, Corey, uh, the Grammar Purist. Uh, of course, me, P-Mac, uh, our friend Tom, all these guys who wished who wished Tony a happy birthday. Uh, we also had Max Allotment posting this thing that's been bouncing around the beer world, the the brewery, the Pravda Brewery in Ukraine, making the uh, uh, what, what would you call these things, Tony? Where you put the flaming cloth outside of the bottle it's like a bottle bomb type thing molotov cocktail is what molotov cocktail yeah that's the right thing that's the right word i just could not put that together um so some of that action um all very depressing trying not to trying trying not to focus our show on the (laughs) threat of nuclear fallout it's fine um uh, Grammar Purist, oh, he stopped by a bar I've always wanted to go to. I don't know when I'm going to be in Des Moines anytime soon. But uh, he stopped at uh, El Bait Shop, um, which has 500 beers on tap, which I would be skeptical of. But this place has been doing this forever and is widely regarded as one of the best beer places in the country. They have an insane amount of taps to keep clean. And I about the only place I would trust to do it. 
their keg room looks like an absolute disaster <laughs> nightmare that you have to live through. But um, there's a bunch of nice looking beers in here. Um, and uh, it looks like they had a bunch of nice beers on draft. So um, hopefully uh, Grammar Pierce had a nice time there. It looked pretty cool. You guys have anywhere like that, Tony, with like a million lines? We do have a not a million lines. We have places that have 30 or 40 taps, but that's generally as far as they go. And and you are really sort of taking not your life in your hands, but your dollars. You're taking a risk with your dollars as to the sure. quality of line cleaning. I, I would say most of them do a pretty good job with cleaning the lines and, and keeping them them clean. There's a couple of places in Melbourne that I can think of off the top of my head that have sort of the 30 to 40 lines, but not not 500 or or even even heading above 40. 40. That's about the max in Australia that you'll, you'll see at any one place. We're not into mega places and certainly the, the mega bar yeah. with the mega tap list just isn't a thing that exists. Um, we've got um, places, um, what's it called, in the centre of Melbourne. Um, it's like, uh, it's in Federation Square. I can't remember the name mm. of it right now. But they, they sort of have 40 taps going at any one time and they have a huge bottle list, which is something that I'd rather sure. places do because at least then you can ask to see a can date if you're buying an IPA in a can or yep. a bottle. But a lot of the times, so those bottle lists are for beers that are designed to, to stay in beers, stuff like Saison and, and Belgian beers and even okay. English English um, IPAs and stuff like that. So that, that's right. sort of my preferred way of doing it, like a, a nice tap list, 30 taps max and just a shit ton of, uh, of bottles and, and cans. That's the the way I think most places should do it because you're right, when you're cleaning that many taps, you've got to be cleaning that every couple of days and to cycle yeah. through 500 taps Forever. sounds yeah. like a nightmare. Yeah, it sounds like hell. Uh, oh, we had a little uh, fan meetup go on without us uh, up at the Mars Brewery in in, uh, in Chicago. Uh, thanks to W2s for posting that pick. Um, some King Kona versus Marzilla. I believe that's a coconut stout, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds good. Um, and I, of course, posted a bunch of pics from my time in California um, of some of the delicious places we went. Um, so it was a good, good, good little uh, hang there in the beer chat area. Uh, what else? What else we got, Tony? Um, you know, assorted posts. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I posted the Fiesta Pale. That was good. Um, uh, we had, oh, Corey suggested a news radio rewatch. Tony, did you ever watch news radio? Is that a show you've ever seen? I've watched episodes. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I caught it every now and then. I didn't know <laughs> Joe Rogan was in, a, in it until somebody mentioned it a few years ago when he was yeah. sort of making his way up. And it's like, oh, there you go. I, yeah, I would have forgot that too. He looked entirely like a totally different person, uh, yeah. which is insane. Because I always knew him yeah. as the um, host of Fear Factor, a show that I um, never actually watched, but hey. Yeah, well, all right. Um, oh, Max had a nice bet in that first game for James Harden. Tony uh, had the f- 
Sixers on a half point, uh, getting a half point, and then uh, on a total. And then also had, what is this, Harden to make four plus threes, and B to make three plus threes. Um, hopefully those came through, but we cashed them all, he says. Yep, so how, how do you think Harden looks with Philly, Tony? You, uh, you excited yet? Yeah. <laughs> Don't really um, care. You know my team, of course, is the Oklahoma right, City yeah, Thunder. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, no. The issue with Harden is not the early weeks. It becomes when he gets bored of his new city and outlook and how quickly that will actually sour on him because it won't be the other people around him that are the issue. Um, like Joel Embiid is a reasonable teammate. He doesn't cause issues. Sure. But, but Harden has sort of this reputation, I think, well earned of, of not really loving every aspect of the game of basketball, specifically the fitness side of things. So I think when he's engaged, he'll be fine. And that, that I think will be, especially right. early on, will be really good value for Philly. But the second he, he starts falling out of love with both the game and the city, look out. He can disengage quicker than anybody I know within basketball. So um, I there think he's go. going to be good early. Bet him early. Um, I would worry towards the end of the season as as things become key. I think he tends to get a little bit um, like his former teammate, a little bit of tunnel vision towards getting his own done. And that, that's fine when you're the best player on the team. But when you're the second best player on the team, is that really going to work out? I'm not sure. So, yeah, it, it's it's un- yeah exactly yeah no I don't I don't know what to expect from them. Bulls uh, the Bulls have been uh, up and down lately. Uh, but we knew that was going to be the about case. Them losing to Miami and we're like, oh, they're done now. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. Losing to Miami on the road, I don't think is it's really the, the worst thing that's happened in the world. You know, it's the fucking NBA. Like. Yeah. It's 82 games regular season. No one game is more important than the other. Like everything is built up for TV. The NBA, you just watch what unfolds over weeks rather than individual games because you don't sure. know what players are doing as far as load management and training. Right. Forget about back-to-backs, but even just just that yeah, changes four, four and seven, four. They're playing four and five, four and you know five and seven stuff like that. You know these guys get burned out. Yep. I, um, I wouldn't be too concerned. No, I'm not losing my mind yet. Uh, the playoffs are going to be intense, so it's going to be good. Uh, Tony, let's hit the mail keg. There, we don't have a question, but we do have a post in there. Yeah, this was funny. So Nick Nick Torque, I don't even remember what we were talking about that brought this post. We were talking about he, things that um, we do really well after one or two drinks that just fall off a oh, cliff. Sure. And um, somebody mentioned, so you mentioned about this darts. show. This show called Bullseye, a classic quiz show from the UK in the eighties. It was famous for terrible low budget prizes. There's a clip in here, and if that, that's not enough darts based excitement, just Google. Pembrokeshire, Pembrokeshire murders darts. Um, now I've now darts has been a piece of conversation on the in the TAI podcast universe many times. I believe if I, I I recall them talking about watching darts. The one 
180 guy <laughs> um, on, on that show many times. So darts um, have been a topic of conversation on the show in the past. Or on, not on this show. Well, maybe on this show, but on other shows in our ether. Um, but here's what I didn't realize. When we used to talk about that, I thought it was traditional double in, double out um, the way Jesus intended, the way everybody plays darts, I thought, everywhere in the world. Turns out they were playing a modified game where you just had to get up to a certain score and right. you didn't have That's to go double in, double out. Yeah. And... They didn't use a proper dartboard with proper tips. They used like the the rubber dartboard with the with the like prongs and the magnets or or with the little holes in there. Oh, yeah. I hate that. That sucks. I like you got to give me that cork board or whatever that yeah. is that you fling it at. Uh, the little holes. I hate doing it, especially boy. Talk about something you get worse at when you're drunk. Hitting those things uh, parallel enough so that you get in one of the fucking boxes little pegs. And it's for me. It's just fucking flying directly at it and bashing into the side of it. Perfect. I love doing that. But um, yeah, I'm glad we have a lot of darts con- con- content coming back around on darts content. Hey, you know what? Maybe this will be the week I go get a hand sanitizer, hot dog, and we can finally end this show. You know. So once we have it all, once we have it all, <laughs> all packaged up, bring this whole goddamn thing full circle. Um, if you want to get on our Discord, drop us a note on Instagram, uh, send us an email, or donate one single dollar to us on our Kofi ko-fi.com slash beer engine podcast, and you'll get the link. Yep. No effort necessary. What's worse, giving away a dollar or talking to us? God knows. You know, they both sound awful, really, when you think about it. They do. I do. Yeah, not good. Giving away a dollar is very easy, though. I could do it. I could do it right now. I don't want to brag, but. Um, all right, Tony, why don't we move on? Let's do our beers of. No, let's do our lager of the week. How about that? Griff's lager of the week. Griff's lager of the week. Perfect. Griff's lager of the week this week. Oh, man, Tony, I got to go with the one I had at the Craft Coast Tacos and Beer. Uh, this one was a nice one, and it was an Italian Pills, and it was called un- the unfortunately named Chilsner, uh, <laughs> which I didn't like the name, I got to say. Uh, Chilsner, I don't know if anyone else is going to remember this, but uh, there there is an item I remember existing called a Chilsner, that I believe was a big stick. It was a big, um, it was a rod. It yes, was a cold I own metal these things. stick that you could screw onto the top of your beer uh, bottle. Yeah, you And it would theoretically, the, the idea was it would chill your beer through the stick, through some kind of conductivity in the stick. Yes. Um, never tried it. Felt like it was going to degas my beer to some degree also. And uh, I hate it. So I never used it. That this has the same name as that, although it's spelled with a Z instead of an N. It was a del- delightful Italian pills. Uh, here's their description, Tony. Um, after countless hours of research on ye old internets, we discovered that they are very similar. Uh, no, the Italian pilsners are very similar to a German pilsner. 
However, an added dry hop with noble varietals adds both flavor and aroma unique to the style. It's more hoppy, fruity, and malty than its German counterpart. We attempted to create a beer that was as close to those descriptions as possible and mimic beer Peroni, our personal favorite. Uh, it was really nice. I liked it. Pretty snappy. Not a lot of like distinct citrus hop flavor, which I is you know sometimes pops in in these fresh Italian pills. Went really great with the Alpastor. Nice and dry and and spritzy. So delish. I wasn't drinking much lager of the week, but uh, can I do a disrecommendation? Well, not a mm-hmm. disrecommendation, just a terrible beer style. And Tony's Tony's shit of the week. <laughs> This is not going to become a regular thing, but I was just like, it is exactly rate, what it says. Tony's, Tony's rate my poop of the week. <laughs> it's exactly what it says on the on the tin, and that is just a shitty beer style. It was out of my Gab's box that they put out as mm. a promotional thing for the festival, and it was uh, by Working Title Brewing Co. It was yep. almost famous. It was a white stout. And it is everything that a white stout is, which is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem with that style. Yeah, it's, they are. You described them as flabby, and I got to agree with that. Yeah, yep. They're they're just like under attenuated, or if they go the other direction, they they they're too thin in body. But yeah, they're just flabby. They have none of the focus of stouts. It it really is a style that shouldn't really exist. It does nothing to actually. Um, bring joy to this world other than it's a gimmick bit. So it's a terrible style. Yeah. Stay away from white stouts. And if anybody's come across a great example, try and change my mind. Give me give me one yeah, I can look Stephen, out for. Stephen Crowder sitting in the chair, the desk at the change my mind, you know. It's Tony thinking about white stout. I need those 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 things that he wears near near his titties. Um you know yeah. those gun holsters. That that's such a good oh, yeah. look. I thought you were thinking of like pasties or whatever. Pasties, 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 <laughs> pasties. Why pasties? Put some fucking uh, pies on your nipples. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, all right, uh, Tony. Why don't we do some? Uh, why don't we play that long ass theme and talk about our beers of the week? Tony, I got to go back to California for this one too. I got to talk about my guys over at the Virgin Brewery, uh, a favorite of mine, and talk about their beer called Modern Clarity, which was an absolutely tip-top notch example of the neo, what we have uh, officially coined as the neo West Coast IPA style. This one was six and a half percent. Oh shit, they did this with Boneyard beer and Altamont beer works. Uh 6.5% uh Citra Strata and Cashmere. Um the concept name and can are inspired by the mashup of contemporary hops and techniques compared with our love and appreciation for old school crystal clear West Coast IPA. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it what else can perfect. I say? A six and a half percent 
West Coast with citrus, strata, and cashmere. It's just tropical fruit and grapefruit up the wazoo, and you can't beat it. Nice. There's nothing like it. Um, another one I do want to throw out, and this is an all-time classic that anyone can get anywhere they are, is Parabola. Uh, I was drinking some Parabola last night at the robust price of nine or ten ninety nine ninety nine. I think we were talking about it. It just tastes good, dude. It's so nice. Yep, so Parabola, $9.99, $10.99, whatever the fuck I paid for it, can't remember, but ton of bourbon barrel flavor. Awesome texture this year, by the way, like silky smooth. Um, It just tastes great. So I'm sure you can find that, whoever you are, unless you're in Australia, well, then you got problems. But uh, (laughs) otherwise, if you're in the States... You should be able to find it. And frankly, I don't know. Do you guys get any Firestone? No? Yeah. At, at certain okay, places, you might find it. Yeah. I don't know whether I've had per- Parabola, but I have had some of their other stuff, like Double Barrel. Um, sure. So, DBA, yeah. yeah. Sure. It's killer. Yeah, I um, I got to say, those are, yeah, those are both great. Um, I don't think I drank any stout when we were in. Oh, no, I did. I had the um, I had one from Pure that I really liked. It was um, a... Uh, it was a paint barrel aged pastry stout at Pure Project. It was good. I, I can't remember the name of it. I don't think it was one of the greatest things I ever drank, but it was nice. Yeah. Tony, how about you? For me, it was another one out of the um, Gab's pack, and it was by a brewery that I'd never had any of their work before. It was by Spotting Dog Brewers. Um, mm. And they're out of a town called Hobart. Now, to do the virtual geo guessing, what direction on the compass? From me, do you think um, Hobart is? Hobart, I would guess, is to the south. Boom. Uh, Nailed it. Directly to the south. Okay, perfect. Close enough. Because they're actually on the island state of Australia, Tasmania. Mm. You know that little mm. thing yep. at, the, at the bottom? Um, and they just did a bang-up old-fashioned IPA, not... Um, it was slightly more bitter. It was just a Citra and Simcoe blend, um, and it was delicious. It really drank like an IPA should. The fact that you weren't sick of it by the end of it, you want to drink more of it, um, it's crisp enough. It, it wasn't sort of the neo-West Coast thing. It was just mm-hmm. more an old-school IPA, but um, definitely a well-done example of that beer, and that's a style that's... Um, just drinkable all the time. And it's nice to have good examples of it that um, aren't overcomplicated with hops. Like Simcoe and um, Citra have been around for yonks. Um, They're a tried and true combination. You don't need to Mm -hmm. throw 80,000 hops at it. Mm -hmm. I love me a combination of Galaxy and Sabro and Simcoe and Citra and Experimental Hop H. 493 and all that sort of jazz but but sometimes it's nice to go back to a classic combo and and that's what this one really did just kept it kept it on those citrus notes and yeah delicious but i like 493 i don't know what i don't know they post the numbers they might as well say anything else but telling me like oh this one has hbs 7948 i'm like oh yeah excellent yeah, I don't know. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I know. What am I going to do with this information? I th- suppose it's only really handy if you're another brewer or you can say, 
when when it becomes a marketable hop and a marketable crop, perhaps they can. I I have seen it. Um, El Dorado was one that used to be an experimental hop, and then for the first few years it was labelled as hop HBC whatever number, now known as El Dorado, and so that that's kind of handy. But otherwise, yeah, you're right. There's so many experimental um, hops out there these days. Like just when it becomes a commercial crop, that's fine. Give it a name then. I don't need to know yeah, we'll experimental hop what it actually is. And uh, that's – listen, there you go. Okay, fucking scientists and weird academic freaks. Go back to uh, ruling the new world order and making us take vaccines and get out of my fucking beer, all right, or whatever. Uh, Tony, why don't we move on to uh, a special edition of Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Oh, it's a special edition because we're going back to some old stories, Tony. We're revisiting some stories from the past. And this one, you're going to have to go all the way back to February 23rd, 2022. Oh, my God. What was the world like back then, Tony? I believe there was uh, an invasion happening, and I believe we were. There was war. There was war going on. I think somewhere. I think there was uh, disease going on as well. Uh, yep, there was a rampant. Uh, uh, there was a um, you know p- pestilence um, uh, floating about. I don't believe uh, Britney were, Spears was posting nudes, and well, I don't. I'm not sure whether Lauren Bobert was trending on Twitter. Lauren Bovert was posting nudes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. I was so <laughs> we were sitting there on our Discord yesterday, and I, I, I don't. I'm not the type to spy on like what my wife is typing to Twitter. I just look over. She's sitting right next to me, and I see her <laughs> scrolling Twitter with the search term Lauren Bovert. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what are you doing? She's like, oh, she was just trending. I'm like, okay, well, did she die? She just did something crazy because she's fucking crazy. So, um, so whatever. Not the best possible news, I guess. No. Anyways, uh, the th- if you recall, a little brewery called Three's Brewing that we brought up uh, in the in the distant past of February, um, the the CEO had posted some crazy shit, and we talked about it here. And guess what? Uh, who would have thought he had to? Uh, he did end up having to step down from threes. So Josh, Josh Stillman, we're going to call it. Jo- uh, Tony, do you think it's that's right? Josh yeah. Stillman is stepping down from the company after the popular Brooklyn brewery came under fire over controversial comments that he made about COVID nineteen and New York City's vaccine mandate in mid February. So threes in a statement said he just made the decision to step down from his position. He believes that his fiduciary responsibilities are in conflict with his duties as a parent and citizen and is choosing to be able to speak his mind without concern that the team at threes will be held responsible for his personal view. So he's just, he, he, he valued being a lunatic above his life's work. And they we're going to see we, – we keep seeing this more and more, Tony, and that's to sound like Trump, but that just seems like generally the case is people will give up anything. Family, their life goals, their um, children, friends, relationships, all in the service of this crazy fucking shit. <laughs> 
It's cra- uh, It's nuts. Now, this is this is all well and good when you've got a workforce that actually gives a shit and and a, and a corporate board that can actually force somebody like this to resign. But the opposite side of this is somebody like Mike Lindell. Now, there's somebody that hasn't hurt his business by going all crazy pants and anti-vax. And so that's that's the other direction. Everybody yeah, sells fucking goes. shitty pillows. I mean, the thing that ruined that company was the pillows suck ass. I mean, nobody buys those things anymore. But I just want to say that as much as we shit on the uh, the whole industry, we for good reason at times because it is troubling at times. Uh, it's not as troubling as one man's pillow company. That's all I will say. Of course, but I, I guess I um, and maybe this is me over overrating beer. I guess right. It just doesn't feel like uh, it feels like creating something like threes or or some kind or a business like that that has sort of a prominent position in the community, the meaningful place that people like that have that people spend time at. They they like this beer. They have this. They 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 may have they um they spend time here. They're buying it across the country. You kind of have this community of of somewhat like minded people is is just a light a, a little bit different of a achievement than starting a pillow grift. I mean, <laughs> even the fucking park parkside kid, what was that kid? David Hogg or whatever, yeah. he was trying to start a pillow grift. You know, I mean, he's everybody can do uh, some kind of dumbass grift like that. It feels like starting a beer company where you actually produce something. Right, you're not like farming it out to fucking China or Alibaba, some Alibaba rebadge dog shit that you're slapping a my pillow logo on. You know, this is some, this is a real like, this is something this guy probably like saved up a lot of money for, and had to buy like used fucking steel and stuff to start his business and lease this expensive property in Brooklyn, and then it's like, well, I'd rather be able to post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I need to be able to post. You know, it doesn't, doesn't, I don't get it. Um, and, the, and the crazy thing with Lindell is he didn't have to give up any. He was yeah. able to do both. He could post because nobody cares about the pillows. It doesn't matter. But people do care about this brewery. So he did everything he wanted to. He created something people cared about and wanted and desired and liked hanging out at and being a part of. He did all that stuff and then said, fuck that. I need to write posts. <laughs> it's just fucking crazy. Dude. Hey, he's not the only insane. one. It's, it's like I, I know a guy that um, had a had a, a party business who uh, who gave up his life. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a guy who gave up. I mean, he was people counted on him for their weddings, and he said, "Fuck this! I'm posting." The same thing every time. Poor, poor Harold. Oh God. Um, Harold Skippy. But yeah. So this guy, uh, this feller posted. This Stillman feller uh, is divesting his equity from the brewery. Um, He posted a message on Substack. Oh, great saying it was his decision to step down from threes in order to maintain his views without repercussions falling back on threes and the brewery staff. Uh, just, just crazy. Uh, just, 
just nuts. I, I, I just, one of those things where I just look at it and I, I really have a hard time even piecing it together. So the guy had to post, I, uh, I just, it just nuts to me. Total lunacy to me. I don't, I don't know. Um, all right, Tony, we're going to move on from that because that one made me crazy. Maybe this one can also make me crazy. So this is another story we did a week or two ago, Tony. So I, modern times, you recall. Yes. What's up? I think it was last yes. week as well. Um, no, oh, it was a week before. It was a week before. You're right. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, death is but a door and time is but a window. Um, yeah, so Modern Times did, uh, they closed up a couple of them, their brew pubs, if you'll recall, in like what, Portland, Anaheim, and other, I don't remember the third a one. A bunch of random places. Um, yeah, some fucking places that who would ever go there? Nobody goes to Portland or Anaheim, two places I've been in the last couple of years. Um, but uh, so now it looks like they have some of that debt, Tony. Oh, no. Oh. They're in debt, uh, just like all the rest of us. Um, but 10 days after announcing that they were going to close four of their eight tap rooms and they were laying off 70 some people, the CEO says the company is looking for an investor or potential buyer oh, to put it back on sound financial footing. Uh, cue the cue the vultures of kings and convicts and uh, uh, fucking AB or Duval or somebody flying over the flying yeah. over the, yeah, the lion. I don't know, right? The bones of this place. Yeah. Um, CEO Jennifer Briggs says, "If there was a buyer, we would definitely entertain them." Oh, I hope so. What are you going to do? A play? Uh, <laughs> anyways, there's a lot of consolidation happening with other breweries. So, can we be part of something? As companies look at their growth, mm, not really great at being a sentence that makes much sense. But uh, she, so I, I guess essentially the idea is she's saying that they would sell. So sure, of course. Um, so they're in some debt. They uh, received a okay. So overconfident forecasting COVID-related sales declines and fallout from revelations of a toxic work environment contributed to the brewery's current financial peril they uh did a valuation before the crowdfunding raise they did a crowdfunding raise in 2019 and they did a valuation uh at 264 million dollars um now now what she points out is that that's probably an echo of the ballast point era when they sold for one billion dollars so I'm not thinking they would go for $264 million with their brewing space. Now they have the coffee they make and they have the, uh, you know, they have the pubs, but it's hard for me to believe they're going to sell for 200 something million. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they could uh, do a hundred something would be my guess. Maybe a little, maybe somewhere in there, but anyways, they're looking to sell Tony. That's kind of crazy. I mean, not really. It's not unpredictable. No. I think I think we all saw something like that coming. We so. did. It just happened a little quicker than what we'd originally speculated. I, yeah, think. I, thought, I thought they might. Have, I thought they might have waited more than ten days after closing the pubs. Hmm. But who knows? You know, whatever. Um, they're ready. To, they're ready to move on. I guess. Um, and then, lastly, what do we got here, Tony? Oh, not even lastly. Last, nextly. Now, here we go. 
this is this goes back to another old story too. All I can do is rehash content, guys. So we're just gonna have to live with this. But from Mashable, I thought this would be fun. This isn't necessarily news. It is news because uh, a few months ago we talked about the release of Hard Mountain Dew. Tony, you remember? I, I was very excited about this, and you said you would get your hands on it. Mark the calendars. March third, you would have a case in your hands. Okay, it's not March third yet. You've got yourself a day, but you would be able to get yourself some hard Mountain Dew. Now, it turns out you weren't aware that it wasn't a full national launch. So we'll give you yeah. a pass for a couple of weeks. Yeah, this is a problem. So uh, this is from our our uh, uh, our field reporter, Alex Perry. Thank you, Alex, for, for reporting in for us on our site, Mashable. And uh, he says, I drank hard Mountain Dew, and there is an ad popping up on this site every four seconds. And someone needs to end, end this website. Uh, he says, I drank hard Mountain Dew and felt like I was staring at God. America's beverage wizards used forbidden sorcery to make beer that tastes exactly like Mountain Dew. Um, so it looks like you got a PR pack here, Tony. Come in a box, like a wooden box. Not unlike the wooden box of barley wine I received from <laughs> my friends over at Horace. This one appears to have been free, though, which maybe is a little different. Um, so it's 100, 100 calories a can in here. Caffeine-free on the hard Mountain Dew, Tony. That's crazy to think about. Weird. Uh, no added sugar. And uh, this feller went through and drank drank them. So uh, here's one problem: I cannot get these right now. Hard Mountain Dew is only on sale in three states: uh, Tennessee, Florida, and Iowa uh, are getting these. Uh, three states that are. I don't know if I would use those as a barometer for the rest of the country, but what do I know? Um. So the flavors are Tony. Regular Baja Blast watermelon and black cherry. Now, um, look, I'm a purist, but I think there should only be one flavor of Mountain Dew. I'm not a sucker for Baja Blast. Just give me the original. Now, Kelly, Kelly will fight you on this. She is a Baja Blast stan. Really? There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She loves it. It's the Taco Bell exclusive flavor, though. They only made it for Taco Bell. I don't know if you knew that, but I didn't. I have had it, but uh, yeah, it's 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 not my cup of tea. I haven't had the watermelon or black cherry. I've that, be I have, there is no such thing as those. These are those are <laughs> seltzer only flavors. Yeah, uh, Code Red was the one from my childhood um, that would give you that everybody loved, but would give you sort of a um, a headache and a stomach ache pretty much every time you drank it. So. Yep. Uh, even as a even as a teenager, um, I think regular would be my favorite. I think I, I think that's my my prediction is that regular would be my favorite. But let's see what this guy says. So um, we have uh, uh, there's five percent alcohol in these, right? So the the feller says it tastes just like Mountain Dew, but it'll get you drunk if you let it. I taste tested all four, four flavors, pouring samples into small glasses, and I was feeling buzzed. Um, the default flavor maintains the vaguely citrusy vibe it's always had. Watermelon tastes like pretty much any other watermelon-flavored soft drink I ever had. The closest thing to a disappointment is black cherry, which tasted closer to a 
typical red cherry flavor without going all the way into code red territory. Um, and then Baja Blast is the real highlight here because it's the star of the whole damn Mountain Dew show. Um, they Whatever chemicals they're using to produce that tangy tropical lime flavor shines through with that with hard Baja Blast. Uh, so they really like the Baja Blast. They seem to like the regular. And all the flavors are colored like they should be. That's good. We know how important that is. Very important. Uh, so I'm, I, you know what, when these do come to Nevada... And Nevada should be your test market because, hey, here you can test every fucking market. They're all here. Every freak is here at any given time. Um, uh, they should. They should. Uh, I'll, I'll, I will. I will be drinking this. We. Um, I do have to bring Kelly on at some point to talk about the hard sodas from Bud Light. We were drinking one yesterday. The cola taste. The cola flavored hard soda seltzer from Bud Light. Um, and I really like those, so I'm thinking I'm going to like those too. Uh, we'll see, though. I'm, I'm sure you will, and I, I'm disappointed that I can't get them in Australia because I love myself some sugar-free Mountain Dew. It's one of my. You favorites. like Mountain Dew? You're a Mountain Dew drinker. I haven't had a Mountain Dew in a long time. Yeah, I, I do enjoy it. It's, it's like my go-to is no sugar Coke, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll indulge in a, in a no sugar Mountain Dew from time to time. Okay. All right. Well. We're gonna get this one. This one we're we're gonna find this one. So we'll we'll see. Uh, you know what's been a good good location for seltzer, Tony? Is they we we open this new Smiths over here in Henderson, and they have a big uh, mix of six pack. I think I talked about this. Um, no. And you can make yourself you can make yourself onesie twosies of oh, the yes. six of the seltzers yes. without having to buy uh, the whole goddamn thing. So that's that's gonna be nice for this Mountain Dew because. It is it is tricky filling up the fridge with twelve Mountain Dew <laughs> seltzers. Uh, you're really you're really locking yourself in there. All right, Tony. It looks like you've got some hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Why don't you Why don't you get this one, huh? Okay. Well, this is actually beer news adjacent. The uh, co-founder of Grilled A Burger chain in Australia and CEO, former CEO of Lark Distilleries. Um, resigned because of um, alleged extortion attempts in Southeast Asia. Okay, so this all took place and it was reported that he was being blackmailed from Thailand and um, that it was a one-off thing that happened in Thailand that he was was caught talking dirty. No big deal. Everybody talks filthy from time to time. Throw a a teeth. Throw a fucking tea kettle at my face, baby. But, Is that what you're saying? Yes. In the video, he was also um, <laughs> filmed smoking ice, um, methamphetamine. <laughs> and so he he denied that he was an ice smoker, and this happened once in 2015, and um, he'd been continued to be extorted over the next seven years and mm-hmm. then decided to go public. Um, he stepped down anyway. Turns out the um, reporters involved in reporting the case actually did a little bit more digging and one of the mm. videos that alleged to have taken place in December 2015 was actually recorded this year. Oh. And was recorded in a suburb of Melbourne because the, the one-off lampshade was in both videos. 
mm. which happens to be a property that he owns. Mm-hmm. So it turns out it wasn't really a case of extortion in the fact that this was a one-off thing that he was being blackmailed for. He was being extorted for being an ice user. So um, he'll get paid and, yeah, um, he'll get re-employed at some stage, I'm sure, by some company looking for a CEO with with a name once this all dies down. But, yeah, at least one of our distilleries oh. is looking for a new CEO. I would like to Iced. throw the um, former CEO of um, Three Guy um, in the ring. I think he would be a perfect candidate. No drug use. Um, he just likes to post from time to time. People will get, yeah, get that guy in there. He's just a poster. It's fine. He's got time. Uh, I was so is grilled any good at burgers? Have you no, ever been there? I have been there. No. They're they they're kind of like five guys, but the patty isn't as good in the fact that they're mm-hmm. overpriced. They're sort of that that step above a chain like In and Out. They're they're sure. heading towards that that fast casual thing. Like their burgers are okay. so meh. They're not bad, but they're not. I would try True. any random bag burger joint before I had a grilled burger again. And the only time you would pick them up if they're not busy and everybody else is busy and you need to eat something quick. That's, That's really right. it. That's completely forgettable. To me, it's Sonic, you know. Oh, I, you know what? I could go for a cherry limeade and I do need to eat some tots. So hey, they're, they're limeade and tots are great. Those are good. Yeah, no, I like those. Um, ice. I so I wasn't familiar with the term ice. That's how much of a fucking prude I am, Tony. I I didn't. That's we, I I typically had just heard that as crystal meth. Yeah, it but, tends um, to be popular in Australia to use the term ice when it comes to crystal meth True. for whatever reason. Right. So yeah, to I me mean, it always looks more like like. Um, we thought if he had done salts. all that meth in 2015, his teeth would have fallen out by now, but. And when we learned that he hadn't, so we knew it was from sooner. Well, um, all right. Th- well, tough break for this guy. Here's the thing, though: when you're rich and an ice addict, you can pay a good dentist. Yeah, you can get your teeth fixed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, when you're everybody on the street in Las Vegas, then you're then not you're everybody fucked. that's on ice. Yeah, but you are fucked if you're if you're on the if you're on that if you're on the ice. Your uh, your teeth are your teeth are jacked, or Mountain Dew for that matter. I I mean Mountain Dew is gonna fuck your teeth up real good too. So pretty much everything we talked about is bad for your teeth. Um, so careful out there, gang. All right, Tony, that's enough news for the day. That's enough depressing uh, depressing news for the day. Um, or funny, it was at least one of those. Um, you begged me, you fucking begged me, you son of a bitch, to push you into your porno well for your birthday. You're like, I want my porno. Give me my porno, mate. Um, and uh, you made me shove you down there. So you're down there now. And uh, you, you, you know, I, I got to figure out some way to get you out. But only if you can guess some beer ratings. It's a birthday edition of Untrapped. Tony, let's get you out of there. I know you're having a nice time, uh, but you know, uh, what was that you said yesterday that the 
Our, our buddy P-Mac lives um, in the one place where you can get porno in Australia. I don't know if I believe that. But well, that seems technically crazy. it's illegal to buy X-rated porn in Australia, except mm. in the two territories. You can buy R-rated softcore porn, but it's a law that has never, ever been enforced to my knowledge. But yeah. that was one of those weird things that, if you wanted to legally buy porn, you could do that in the ACT. You used to be able to buy um, fireworks. Uh, and there's something else that they do in ACT that you can't do in the rest of Australia. Can't be that exciting. They're the two things that I remember that ACT had going for them and that was literally it. All right. There you go. All right, well, porno. And your well also apparently has porno. So two places you can get it. Um, and Tony's got it all. This is going to be a birthday edition, Tony. Uh, I was looking these up and I realized we probably have done this game before, but Hey, it's a tradition now. So I got three new ones for you. Birthday untrapped. Uh, these ones are going to be fun. I think you're going to like these ones. These are from some of your old faves, uh, in the house. And the very first one is from a, a, a real classic. This is from the gang at Omnipoyo. And it's called Original Birthday Ice Cream Cake. Oh, mm. Omni Puyos have some damn good ratings. Um, but they can be up and down. And this one they? is, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, this one's 6%. It's uh, classified as a milkshake IPA. 2,812 ratings. Oh, man, oh, I'm exhausted. No. God damn. Oh, man, I'm just so burned out from all the energy I've put into this show. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, what's it say? A special birthday cake ice cream to celebrate five years of Yellow Belly, which is a beer of theirs. Uh, this one's brewed with vanilla, mango, lemon, and passion fruit. It's a collaboration with their friends at Buxton in the UK. Okay. So you got yeah, 2,800 rating, 6% milkshake IPA with a bunch of fruit and stuff. What do you think? I think the fruit helps it out. I think this is not as sickly, sickly sweet as some of these can head. I think passion fruit certainly helps it out, and I think passion fruit and milkshake go together hand in hand. So I'm going mm. to go. I'm not going to beat around the bush because I'll probably be doing that down the well. Um, yeah, you're, beating, you're beating right on the goddamn thing. <laughs> I'm going to say that this comes in. A smidge over four at 4.04. Oh, it's a rough start for Tony. Oh, Oh, no. Uh, no. This one was not well liked, I don't think. This one hit at a 3.61 for original birthday ice cream cake. Um, We got some check-ins here. Here's one from Moscow. Uh, Here's... um, we got some. We got a lot from Russia. People in Russia are drinking some potentially aged uh, ice cream cake beer. Do oh, we these have are some Russian things. bots going on? Have they infiltrated Untapped? No, I think this is just old. I think this is from yeah. The, the newest one is from January, so I, I would think some of these are old beers. Um, so yeah, three point six one. Tough, tough one for them. I've had a couple of the ice creams. 
or ice cream beers, and and a couple have been pretty good. The vanilla, just the pure straight up vanilla one, is pretty dope. Um, it just tastes like melted vanilla ice cream. Why? I don't know. Why did they do that? I don't know. But it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> how they, however they did it, it's, it's great. Um, but yeah, so you're zero for one, Tony. You're gonna need you're gonna need these ones. Uh, oh, this one. This one's a revisit of some of our favorite styles of beer right here. Um, this is from the gang over at Drecker. Drecker is in, I think, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Nope, Fargo, North Dakota, Tony. <laughs> okay. uh, whatever, same fucking diff, dude. Um, here you go, Drecker Chonk birthday cake. Chonk, chonk. like, oh, my kitty's so chonky, you know, that type of thing. Okay. Uh, C-H-O-N-K. Chonk birthday cake. It's in the sour smoothie slash pastry category. Famous beer style. Sour dash smoothie slash pastry. Um, we got 1,879 ratings on this one. 7%. Okay. Uh, here's your description. Oh, Lord. We took this Sunday sour and baked it up with a mountain of confetti cake, filled it with strawberry and raspberry jelly, and covered it in frosting and plopped a candle on top for our sixth birthday. Make a wish and get ready to blow out some candles. I wish this so, didn't exist. You got a glooper right here. Oh, yeah. You're chewing on this bad boy. Um, I don't think this is well-liked either. I think maybe this is slightly more liked. Let's come in at 3.73. <laughs> Hmm, Tony's in a tough spot here. This is not going to do it. Fuck. That ain't going to cut it. Uh, this one is a 4.26 on oh, this seriously? very odd-looking beer. <laughs> I do not stand a chance in this game. No, you're <laughs> fucked, yeah. <laughs> this makes no sense. I'm outraged. You're always fucked, yeah. There is no way for you to win this one. Um uh, this beer looks truly heinous. <laughs> um, the color of this beer is quite disturbing. Um, here, I'm going to post. I'll post a picture here. Let me uh, let me see if I can if I can grab one here. But this is um, it's a very very odd looking beer. It's a very dark. Um, it's a very dark red. Um, and very, it's just a, it's got like a bloody vomit color to it. If I had to, um, without having a better way to describe it, gross. Yeah. Are you looking at this? No, you, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna post it in the uh, Discord, Tony. I'm posting it in uh, Gloop City, um, so everybody can enjoy it. Um, it's a very very nasty looking beer. Oh. So take a look at that. Big bubbles. That is uh, gross. And the scum on the side <laughs> of the... It's got a scum. There's scum. Uh, and these guys are coming to the Mickler Beer Celebration, so I can't wait to tell you guys all about all about what they got going on. So it's going to be really good. But yeah, Tony, you get that one wrong. 4.26. People I'm loving sorry. this. How can, how can somebody rate this 4.26 or 4.2 or 4.5 or 5? Are you telling me back in your gloop days you would have rated this highly? Look at it. This thing is gross. 
I would say I would say the worst part of it is that somebody's drinking that much of it. Like you can, I mean, what? <laughs> no, clearly the worst part of yeah, it. Here, let's listen to some reviews. Here's a review from Greg M. Ugly reddish pink color with sugary sweet icing on the nose. The palate is thin with some vanilla, jammy raspberry, and cake batter on the back end. The finish is sticky sweet. What do you think he rated it? Uh, five. 3.75. <laughs> um, sour, tart, thick, really well done, four and a half. Uh, how about this one? Nose, strawberry, raspberry, confetti cake. Palette, strawberry, raspberry, confetti cake. Tart. Finish, confetti cake, tart. Confetti cake from start to finish. Tasty, jam-like, sure. Thanks, John and Brandon, for the share. 4.25. Gross. So it's, it's, uh, every picture is so strange. Not, not my jam, too sweet. Somebody doesn't like it. Strawberry shortcake in a glass. Happy birthday to me. You know, whatever. Sure. Whatever. I guess. So Tony's already. Tony's just gonna be down there with the porn. He doesn't even care about this anymore. So we might as well finish it. Um. We got one more. Uh, this one is called. Uh, it's from More Brewing. Speaking of more, and I. Uh, I like more brewing. I'm a fan of these guys. Uh, this one is called Hannah Birthday, the 2021 edition. Uh, this is a imperial double pastry stout, 14%, 1,250 ratings, a German chocolate cake inspired imperial stout with coconut, pecans, vanilla, and cocoa. Kind of sounds good, honestly. It I don't does. Know, I know it does. <laughs> I love me some coconut pecans. Big fan. This sounds nice to me. I like more. What do you think, Tony? Uh, how recent are those check-ins? Like, like how recent is this beer? Sorry. How recent is the beer? Well, it's from last year. Okay. We do have a check-in. We have a check-in from four hours ago. We have check-ins from yesterday. <laughs> we have check-ins from, you know, um, ongoing. You know, I'm sorry. This uh, this can't be good long term. It's got to be taking a steep dive off a cliff. Yeah, but I would I would get this. Feels like one of those ones that came out at the end of last year, like okay. winter of 2021. Yep. So the hype's disappeared. That's all I'm getting to say. That this style isn't as highly rated as it once was. People still love it, don't get me wrong. I think this is actually seems like a, a, a top example. This is one that I want to try. I don't know why, but as you said, it sounds good. So sounds by good. that measure, I'm going to go 4.16. This might be your first 0 for 3, Tony. I think yes. this is your first 0 for 3. 4.36. For henna birthday, um, it's wow. popping, popping, and they're popping a number over there, uh, over at more. And um, you know, I will say there is somebody drinking. How big of a cup is this? Is this okay? That's a little four ouncer. All right, good. I was like, is this is my bro drinking a full fucking pint of this shit? Um, it seems like most people here are drinking small four-ish ounce pours of this beer. And I think that's about the right idea for this one. 
Here's somebody drinking like an eight ounce or 10 ounce pour. Good luck, my man. Um, it sounds good to me. I don't know. I love coconut pecans though. They, I, Lord help, Lord, I hope they put this, there's some component of this in bourbon because I think that can be good. But Tony goes over three. Tony's going to be working the right, working, working at least well, the left hand Lift. is going to be burning hard. <laughs> Went three after the end of this. After the next couple of weeks. So hang in there, buddy. We believe in you. Hope you had a delightful birthday. Uh, why don't we tell people where they can where they can get a hold of us? Absolutely, we can do that. You're Griff AD on Untapped. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. That's where we check in our beers. I did a lot of checking in beers yesterday. I'll be checking some more beers in soon. Uh, you can mm. follow us on Instagram. We are Beer Engine at Beer Engine Pod. Mm-hmm. You can give us a tip, ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast to give us a tip. That's right. As little as $1 helps. Uh, and, of course, you can email us. Uh, if you still use email, we are beerengineshow at gmail.com. The guy did it. He knew it all. He's nailed it again. Happy birthday, Tony. We'll be back next week, I think, probably, maybe. Uh, with some more stuff. Uh, And that's it from us. All right. See ya. Adios.